One of the things that I've really come to enjoy uh, over the last few years is when I watch a, a movie that I enjoy, a movie that I particularly like, uh, especially on DVD, they have these extra features where you can kind of get like an inside look at how they did certain things, even watch a director's cut. And I really enjoy kind of just seeing behind the scenes what it is that is going on and how they made that movie that I watched that I enjoyed, where the special effects came from, get to see the, the uh, kind of an inside an inside look. I think we, we have a society today where everybody wants the inside scoop. We have entire TV shows and networks design, designated to helping you get a behind-the-scenes peek at certain uh, entertainment stars' lives and getting the inside track to news stories that break. And we all want the inside, inside scoop. And when it comes to living our lives and living our lives well, we all want to know how to do that. We all want the secrets to success. I did a quick Google search and Amazon search this week uh, to count up how many books on the New York Times bestsellers list that have to do with secrets to this, secrets to your health, secrets to running a business, secrets to making millions, secrets to uh, cooking, keto, all sorts of just what kind of secrets are out there and books related to inside secrets. I quit counting there were so many resources and books. Why? Because we have this voracious appetite within us to know the inside. Like we have this thing that says, surely there's more to grab a hold of. There's more tricks. There's more information. There's more, you know, tips. There's more life hacks that we could get a hold of to help us do life better. We're all interested in those, in those things. I wonder what if we could have access to successful secrets. I wonder what if we could find a way to leverage the tension in our current relationships. I wonder if there's a way to turn that tension into strength to endure and thrive in our lives. I wonder if somebody were to offer you a gift uh, and, and this gift would guarantee that you would always have direction, always have purpose, always walk in success and find prosperity in your life. I wonder if you would be interested in a gift, gift like that. I wonder if we could find a gift, if there was a gift available that would help you rise above any circumstance, any situation, anything that you face and help you rise to a new altitude. I wonder if you would maybe pay attention a little bit. I wonder if somebody wanted to give you a gift that would help you to get beyond the sin, get beyond despair, get beyond destruction, get beyond the depression. I wonder if you would be willing to do some things to grab a hold of a gift like that. I wonder, you might be sitting there thinking, Pastor, that sounds way too good to be true. And it kind of is too good to be true. But I've got some good news for you. That's kind of God's thing. That's his MO. Doing things for you that are too good to be true. Where he has things in store for you that are, that are better. We just got done singing about his goodness. How it's running after us. How, how he has this desire and this deep heart to see you thrive and succeed and win in your life. God absolutely does. It's his heart. His heart is for you. And it seems just too good to be true. I wonder how many people 
who live outside of the United States deeply desire to come into the United States because this is the land of the free. I wonder how many people want to immigrate into this country because they've heard about the freedom and, and, and just the liberty that exists in this country. And you and I likely were, were all born into that freedom, weren't we? And it seems like the American dream is just too good to be true or there's something about it. And I realize there's tensions and, and I'm not going to jump into to wade into those conversations today. But I just happen to be to wonder a little bit today as as we get ready to celebrate Independence Day, as we get ready to celebrate our freedom as a nation, how many of us are so willing to accept and tout, and we know without a doubt we are free because we are American. We were born into this land and somebody fought for us and we know our freedom is ours and we celebrate it and we grab a hold of it and we live it out every day. And when people threaten our liberties and our freedom of speech, we get defensive and we get upset and we know what our rights are in our freedom. But how many of us have been born into the family of God where somebody fought and died for our freedom, but yet we hesitate and resist and struggle in our lives not living out that freedom. We're still bound by our addictions. Our our patterns of thinking have limited us and we don't think God's goodness is available to us. But yet you were born into it and adopted into the family of God and all of the blessings of God, all of the goodness of God, all that God has for you is available to you, the Bible says, just like you could say yes and amen. Like all of God's goodness is available to you and to me. It's a gift that he gives to us and it seems too good to be true, but it is available to you. We have this kind of goodness. In fact, today I wanna wanna talk to you for a little bit about Inside secrets. I want to give you some inside secrets to success in your life. Now, this isn't a a get rich pyramid conversation that we're about to have on a spiritual level. This isn't one of those uh, do this and all of your problems will disappear. Nope, nope, nope. It's not how it works. But there are some inside things that once you get a hold of and you begin to grab a a, a grip on in your life, you'll begin to see the trajectory of your life shift. Because here's what I know is that God has a gift that he wants to give you that will help you win in your life today. He has a gift that he wants to give you to help you succeed in every relationship, in every endeavor, in every job that you take, in every season and stage of your life. God wants you to win. He wants you to come out on top. He wants you to live victorious. He wants you to live free. And he wants you to enjoy it fully. And one of the ways that we grab a hold of it, one of the things that helps us get an inside look is God's word. Last week we talked about the the power of your words, how your words matter, how your words have weight to them. Your words make a difference. And if your words are that important, it's so important that we filter our words. We put a filter over our mouth so that what comes out of our mouth is actually life-giving and adding life, not distracting and destroying and tearing things down. But, But we need this filter. And we said that the best filter for your words is God's word. And I want to take it a step further and talk to you this morning about the power and the potential found in God's word. 
Some of the things that I'm going to share to you today, uh, share with you today, are directly not only from God's word, but have been lived out in my life, and I've seen firsthand how life begins to change and transform when I recognize and I tap into the power that exists in God's word. I want to start in Joshua chapter one, and we're going to read a couple verses here and. But let me set it up for you. As we get into this part, what you need to understand so far in the story of Scripture is this, that the children of Israel, they've kind of grown. There's a huge nation. There's millions of them at this point in time. And they used to live in Egypt as slaves, but God sent a man by the name of Moses to go set them free and lead them out of captivity to help them walk in freedom because God wants his people to live in freedom. And he walks them out and he gets them out of Egypt. And it, what should have been a 40-day journey turned into a 40-year process. See, because God can deliver you instantly from something, but it, oftentimes it takes a long time for the destructive patterns and the changes in our lives to actually get undone inside of us. The preachers of old would say it like this, God can get you out of Egypt in no time, but it takes forever to get Egypt out of you. And we find ourselves at this journey, this point where Moses had been leading the children of Israel for over 40 years, and they had seen some really cool things, but now at this moment in time, Moses had died, and a new leader was being raised up, Joshua. He had some big shoes to fill. He had had a, a tall order ahead of him. And the time was now for the children of Israel to no longer wander in the wilderness. Their process was done. It was time for them to walk forward in freedom and access and grab a hold of the promised land that God had for them. God had given them a promise and now was the time to see the promise fulfilled. And we get a peek into the conversation that God has with Joshua directly. And we pick it up in Joshua chapter one, starting in verse six. This is, this is what it says. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. See, you need to understand this. The promises of God have no shelf life. They're multi-generational promises. Sometimes God gives you a promise and he wants you to believe it and lay the foundation for it, but it's your children and your grandchildren that are actually gonna walk in those promises because God's promises don't expire. Many of you have been believing and holding on to something for years and it's just on the other side, but God has been doing a process in you to get you set free so that you could walk into all that he has for you. And I believe that to be be true for all of us. I'm going to give you this land that I swore to your ancestors. Verse 7, he, geez, he, God repeats himself. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful. Check this out. That you may be successful wherever you go, that you'll be successful in this job and in the next job, that you'll be successful in this marriage, that you'll be successful with these finances, that you'll be successful with this household that you're living in, that you will be successful wherever you go, whatever state 
you live in and whatever season of life you find yourself, the promise was that you would be successful wherever you go. He goes on to say, don't turn away from it. Instead, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous. Everybody say prosperous. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Say successful. God wants you to win. He wants you to win. He wants you to win in life. He doesn't want you to be defeated. He doesn't want you to be bound. He doesn't want you to struggle. God wants to help you live out an abundant, thriving, joyful, prosperous, successful life. That's God's desire and design for you. You might be sitting there saying, Pastor, that is not my life right now. Well, stay tuned because it could be. Stick around for a little while because the things that you struggle with, God wants to help you have strength to live over. The things that have held you back and bound you in your past, today you have an opportunity to move forward with. Because it's not just about trusting that God can set us free. It's about knowing that he has set us free. And today I want to help you know, help you to realize how you can move forward freely forever. To never be the same again. And I really believe that what God was instructing Joshua is the same instruction that he's giving to us. He's saying, I have promises. I have blessing. I have things on the other side. But I need you to understand you have a part to play in the process. You have a part to play in the process. Now, for those of you that have been around church for a long time, you've, you, you've heard people probably preach on and talk about, it's time to get to the promised land. God's got a promised land for you. And we think about the promised land in terms of heaven. One day in the sweet by and by, we'll all go to heaven and be there together, and it'll be wonderful in old Beulah land. Those are old school songs. Some of you are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's okay. You're better off for it. I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. Some of you are like, heresy. Be all right. But the promised land isn't referring to heaven. The promised land is a picture of the victorious, overcome, winning life that you can live today. It's, it's a picture of the promises that God has for you that you can grab a hold of and walk in every single day of your life on this earth, not just in the one to come. On this earth. And God's word is central to helping you propel into the promises that God has for you. And God's word is a powerful, powerful thing. In fact, I want to give you three thoughts today on the power of God's word, how, how God's word contains some inside secrets to live life well, how, how it contains insights to help you live life in a different way than other people, to help you live abundantly and winning in your life. The first thought that I have this morning is, is, is I, f- I find it here is that God's word changes your perspective. When you begin to read God's word, it begins to change your perspective. It begins to shift how how you think. It begins to, to move beyond just information that you learn to revelation that you live and breathe inside of you. In fact, God wants, uh, when you're reading God's word, it's not just information and, okay, I read this and this is thing and this is true about God and that's true about God. 
there's these aha moments, this life of God that takes place where you're reading and all of a sudden a light bulb goes on. And you're like, oh, oh that's what he's talking about. That, that's, that's what he means. That's, that's what it is. See, you could read Joshua chapter one and he says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and courageous. And you would think that in first reading, the information would be, you need to be strong and courageous, which is true. But the more you read it, and, and if you allow God to actually speak to you and you're thinking about it long enough, the Holy Spirit would whisper to you and help you realize that the way you be strong and courageous is that you actually just spend time in God's word. That the strength that you need to be courageous in your life is actually found within the pages of the word with which you're reading. See, because there's, there's inside secrets that has, there's, there's something that happens when you're reading God's word and he speaks to you personally. I can't tell you the number of times that it happens on a Sunday where I'm standing out loving on people saying goodbye and people be like, you were just talking to me, pastor. I had somebody last week say, I think you have a wiretap in my house. I don't. In case you were wondering, right? Like, have you been following me around all week? Because that's exactly what I've been walking. That's exactly what I needed. That's exactly right. Like we've had these moments. Because we hear God's word and it starts speaking directly to us in our lives and something comes alive and is lit up on the inside of us when God's word is taught, when we read God's word. That's revelation that's enlightened. There's something that goes off on the inside. That, that, that's not because I'm special. It's just because you're special and God loves you enough to give you the word that you need for the weeks to come. It's because God's spirit is alive and at work and everywhere present and he wants you to win. So he's giving me some things to download to speak life into you so that you can hear these words, not just think about them, but they come alive on the inside and they begin to transform how you live out. It's, see, God's word has the power to, to change your perspective. It, it changes the way that you, you think. It changes how you move and act and live and go because See, God's word has this power to transform your life, but it's not just information that you receive. See, you've got to begin to apply what it is that he says. See, if you want the courage and the strength that he was telling Joshua about, he says, if you want to be strong and courageous, then don't let this book depart out of your mouth, but meditate on it. Change your perspective. Change your thoughts Make sure the way that you're thinking lines up with the way God is saying, what God is speaking and doing and changing. And see, when you begin to put into practice the word that you hear, your perspective on life begins to change. But it's because you decide to, to put into practice what it is that God is asking you to do. God's word changes your, your perspective. Second thought this morning, and I encourage you to write this down, is this, that, that God's word will change your priorities. I have found that when I get into God's word and I discover his inside secrets to living life well, that it begins to change my priorities. I have a different viewpoint on what is most important in my life. I have an eternal perspective on things that last well beyond here and now because there's an eternal perspective that God gives me. There's, there's a, a shift in a priority that takes place. What I love about God's word is while, while we read God's word, God's word really is reading us. It's really telling us some things. The Bible says reading God's word is like taking a look in a mirror. 
when we read it, there's this reflection that all of a sudden we have these aha moments of like, oh, that's the truth. And we have moments like, oh, that's the truth. Where we recognize that my priority is wrong and we also see where our priorities are right. Where we get the correction that we need to live life differently, but we also get the confirmation and the courage to live life in the same direction that we've been going. It's, it's a both and because the word of God is living Hebrews 4 tells us that it's active, that literally these words are inspired by God himself and that with every turn of the page, the spirit, the pneuma of God is locked into these words and with every page turn, there's more spirit of God released into you. And as you're reading, it brings life to you. As you're reading it, it brings a distinction between what is just your thoughts and opinions and what are God's ways and opinions. See, a lot of times people are like, I, Pastor, I can't read God's word. I'm not sure I agree with it all. I'm not sure it's all inerrant. I'm not sure that, I think there's some discrepancies and I don't know that we can trust such an ancient book. Why do we have such an ancient book for a life that has no modern perspective to our day? And people who like to argue about the validity of scripture, you know what it really comes down to in their heart? We don't want to do what it says, so therefore we don't want to believe that it's real. You want to know why we have Christ followers who look nothing like Christ. It's not because we don't believe what God says. It's just that we don't do what he said. It's that our priorities are not aligning with God's priorities. Friends, if you want to see the promise of God show up in your life, you have to shift your priorities to his priorities. God doesn't bless your priorities, but he does bless his he does bless his. And when you get into God's word, it shifts your heart and makes you want to realign your priorities to become his priorities. Why are there people who show up every week and they begin to serve and they're here at church for over four hours, attending a service and serving in another service? Why, why do they do that? Because we're paying them? No. We pay in high fives and hugs. Why, why are they doing it? Because when they read in God's word that God says it's better to serve than to be served. That if we're gonna model the life of Christ, we've gotta live like Christ. We, we have people who show up who understand the investment of what it looks like to get on a child's level and to tell them about Jesus in a way that they can understand. There are people here who have discovered a different priority and they're living it out. That's why they're serving on a serve team. Why, why do people stand out in the heat to help you find a parking space and to make sure there are no wrecks and that traffic flows and you get a spot and, and you get a smile as you pull in? Why, why do people do that? Because they have a different priority than you. Because they recognize that their priority is to serve God with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And they've recognized what it looks like to surrender their time, talents, and treasure to the King of all kings, to the Lord of all lords. And they know that they're investing into a kingdom of God that doesn't corrupt, that isn't stolen, and can't get destroyed in this life or in the next. They've recognized that it's just more blessed to give than to receive. They know that every single time we watch water baptism, that whether they were holding a baby or holding a door, they played a part in that life being changed. But they discovered that in the priorities of scripture. 
I, I wonder if we want the blessing of God without allowing him to actually be Lord and God in our lives. Friends, God wants you to win. And he's telling the children of Israel, if you'll live and obey and you'll allow your priorities to shift and to change to my priorities, you'll see the promises show up in your life. Some of us are ready to throw in the towel where you're like, Pastor, life's not, it's not working. I mean, I've come to church for a little while. I've listened to the messages. They're pretty cool. I've tipped a little bit, dropped a, a, a $5 bill in the box every once in a while, you know, because you did good that day. <laughs> but my life isn't changing. I'm still struggling. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know there was a Bible reading plan, and I started it, but it kind of got busy, and I didn't, really, I didn't really read it all the way. But my life's falling apart, and uh, this whole church thing is just not working. My needs aren't being met. I'm not being fed, Pastor. I, I wonder if it's not so much a problem with the content as much as it is a problem that you're not letting the content become contextualized in your own life as you apply it and do what God's word says. When we want to see the blessing of God show up in our life, we'll see it, but only when we begin to live according to his priorities, which requires our lives to make some changes. But the good news is God doesn't expect you to change it all tomorrow, right? It's little by little, grace by grace, bit by bit. Well, what, what part do I, what, what do I have to do first? Whatever God has been speaking to you lately, that's what you should do. Start there. Has it been the words that are coming out? Let's deal with the words that are coming out of your mouth. We'll talk about tithing later. Well, I just haven't, I, 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 I've been tithing, but well, okay, well, great, keep tithing. But why don't you try forgiving somebody that you've been holding on to stuff for 100 years? Why don't we start there? Like, what has God been saying to you lately? What has he been teaching us in his word? What if we just decided to do that? And watch, be, watch God begin to transform our lives. Why? Because God's word has the power to change your priorities. Here's the third thought today. It's this, that God's word changes your potential to prosper. We read it in Joshua 1. I want you to prosper and be successful. God doesn't want you worshiping money. God doesn't want you worshiping things. God doesn't want you worshiping anything but him. But he does say, I want to help you be successful and you prosper in life because you can't grow in a relationship with God without every area of your life flourishing. Check out what Isaiah 55 says. I'm going to start in verse 9, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Check this out. As the rain comes down and the snow comes down from heaven, and it does not return, rain and snow does not return from the earth without watering the earth. Genius. When water comes down, it has no choice but to water the earth. Listen, making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed to the sower and bread to the eater. 
so is my word. So is the word that God speaks, the word that you read. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God's word has the potential to help you prosper. Why? Because in it are the secrets that you need to live life skillfully and well so that your relationships can flourish where your marriage becomes the envy of everybody that you're around because you're so in love and God is so present to where your children are raised in a way where they're respectful and God-honoring and they're contributing to life and they're growing in their own faith. What? This inside secrets that you want to have a successful life, you want to know where they're found? In God's will. In his will, his will is his word. You wanna know what God thinks about something? It's in the pages, it's, it's in the book. You wanna know what God wants to do in your life? It's, it's, it's in the book. Friends, you can unlock the power of God's word in your own life. You can do it. You can unlock the word of God you can unlock these secrets. You can unlock these things to where they're evidenced in your life. Let me give you five practical things to do. Are you ready? Hope you're ready to write some things down. Number one, if you wanna unlock the power of God's word in your life so that you win and you're starting to see success, you're starting to see progress, you're starting to see transformation, you wanna see, here they are, real simple. Number one, have a daily reading practice. Every day, open scripture and read it. On our central hub, we have this card in this section called Daily Devotion, where there's a video there, there's uh, some writings there to help you learn how to even journal and get the most out of your daily reading, and there are a list of recommended reading plans that correspond with the messages that we're teaching in that series. We update it every sermon series. There's a list of reading plans for you to read every day, the practice of reading God's word. Some of you are like, Pastor, I, amen, I'm with you. I read the verse of the day on the YouVersion Bible app every single day. I, I make a verse of it and I send it out. I love it. I love the verse of the day. That's my daily word. That's a great starting point. But some of you have been reading the verse of the day for like two years. That's like an eighth grader still doggy paddling in the pool. There's more to explore and there's more strength to be had there's more strokes to do to really learn how to swim well. It's time to get beyond doggy paddling with just the verse of the day. It's time to jump in and learn how to live life and, and swim through life in a way where it's fun, it's exciting, where we get into God's word more. Start a reading plan. Read it every day. Turn on the notifications so it alerts you and texts you and says, hey, reading today? Really? Have a daily practice. If you miss a day, don't miss two. It's a practice. You're not performing. 
You're practicing. Just a daily reading practice. Number two, you want to unlock the power of God's word? Meditate and declare God's word. What do you mean by meditate, pastor? I mean to mutter it and mull it over again and again. This book of the law, it's not going to depart out of my mouth. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to think about God's word today. I'm going to think about what I read today. I'm going to think about the message today. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to speak it out. I'm going to declare it. No, God, you're going to make my way prosperous. When I apply your word and I do everything written in your word, like Joshua 1, 7, 8, you're going to make my way prosperous, God. And you're meditating and you're declaring out loud God's word. You begin to unlock the power. Why? Because your words have power. They have weight to them. Step number three, you want to unlock the power of God's word? Memorize one verse every month. Oh, I can do two. Start with one. Just one verse. Maybe it's Joshua 1.8. That's your verse this month. You're going to memorize that verse. You're going to start hiding God's word in your heart, memorizing it. Why do we hide God's word in our heart? So we don't sin against God. So we don't walk in the wrong way. So that we start being careful to observe and do everything written in it. We're going we're gonna to start memorizing God's word. We're going to get it inside of us. You want to unlock the power of God? You want a little inside secret? Memorize God's word. You want your prayers to be more powerful? Memorize God's word. Number four, apply it immediately. You really want to unlock the power of God's word? Read it and obey it. It's that simple. Read it and obey it. Hear it and apply it. Some of you today, you're like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. I want my life successful. Cool. What are you going to do about it? I don't know. How about you pick a Bible plan? And tomorrow morning, you read it. How about we start there? Apply it immediately. The Bible says that the Word of God is, is a mirror. It shows us some things, shows us defects, shows us strength, shows us where God's at work. It shows us things. But it goes, the verse goes on to say, but whoever reads the Word and doesn't do them is like the man who looked at himself in the mirror, walks away, and forgot everything that he looked like. You've got to apply it. You've got to put it into practice. You've got to apply it immediately. Number five, repeat those steps. Steps one through four, when you get to the fifth one, go back to step one, do them all again. And it's this cycle, this, this process again and again and again, over and over and over again. And if you'll do these things and you'll get into God's word every day as a practice and you'll, you'll meditate and declare it and you'll, you'll, you'll memorize it every month and you'll apply what he teaches you and what he says to you immediately and you just keep repeating those things over the course of time, you will find that your way has been successful, that your life has been transformed and you are a different person walking in freedom in the promises that God has for you. It's not gonna happen overnight because it's a process, but the promise is still good to all choose to apply it. There's power in God's word. What, what would your life look like in one year from now if you started to do these things, to read God's word every day, meditate on it, memorize it, apply it, and repeat it? What, what, would, your life, what would your marriage look like? How different would your financial outlook be? What's the potential 
that could actually shape in your, what if you finally get beyond where you've always been? What if, what if you actually start growing and finding strength in your spiritual walk? What if? Can I tell you it's possible? And you wanna know a secret? A little inside secret? You know how I know you can do this? Well, I don't know, Pastor, the Bible's kind of hard. No, you want to know how you can do it? Because the same spirit that wrote the book lives on the inside of you. You contain the inside secret. The spirit of God who authored every word on these pages wants to whisper to you every time you read these pages. He wants to reveal to you who you are. He wants to show you what you can do, what's possible, how your way could be prosperous and successful, how you can move forward and get finally out of Egypt and set free in every way. He lives in you. And he lives in me. And he wants to tell you some secrets every day. Every day. Unlock the power. Unlock the power of God's word every day. Would you stand with me as we pray? Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak to us today. How can we apply this message, Lord? Holy Spirit, I pray that you're speaking to each heart. You're you're helping each of us know a step, one thing that we can put into practice, one way we can begin to see our lives shift and transform, one way that our perspective can can move forward. Lord, you, you want our perspectives to change, to be aligned with yours. You want our priorities to line up with your priorities. Could you want our our lives to be prosperous in every arena. And those things are found in your word. Your word is alive. It's active. Lord, I pray that we would allow you to be on the inside, speaking and moving and navigating our lives. God, this week, as my friends and my family, as they open up the word and they begin to read, as they maybe take a big step of courage, to say, I'm going to read the Bible every day and they're going to start a Bible plan, maybe for the first time. Maybe they're going to restart one that they started months ago, but they kind of got sidetracked. God, I pray that you would meet with them in those moments, that you would show them personally what you have for them. You would speak to them, God, that their ears would be open, their eyes would be unlocked, God, and you would illuminate and come alive in their hearts the things, God, that you want to say to them. Lord, we want to meet with you every day and grow in our freedom as we learn the inside secrets to life for our life found in Jesus and his word. We thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.